unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I don't know how to start this in a not sad way. <laughs> well, like, have, we can't have a funny intro. We need to cue some music, you know, that's kind of like sad and melancholy and stuff. <laughs> like really the music from intro. those. Yeah, that'll be your intro. From those dog, like, um, shelter commercials. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. <laughs> I cry every time. I really do. <laughs> or like the, the music from the rescuers. I know our editor, it's just ter- Be brave, little one. <laughs> Be brave, little one. <laughs> There's a smile. Just, oh, it's just. Just think about oh. when Old Yeller died. Never seen it. Oh, never mind. I, that, I just aged myself, didn't I? <laughs> you did. <laughs> Today we're talking about non-traditional families, which is hard because there's not really a traditional. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a weird concept. But we're here with our friend David today um, and our other friend David. And David yes. has done another episode with us, so we'll have it linked down below if you haven't seen it. That was all about because he's a bishop. Um, but today we're going to talk about non-traditional families because David and I both come from non-traditional families. And when I look back, like, at my childhood, it's not, like, sad. It's not like I had this horrible childhood. Like, we're starting the episode all sad. But it's not like I had a horrible childhood because I didn't come from a traditional family. Uh, but we just want to talk about our experiences and how they relate within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because it is a huge church. Uh, there is a huge focus on families within the church. Um, so I guess we can just... And, and, and there's kind of, we talk about the traditional family a lot, but like, so, so like I'm kind of the control, uh, group <laughs> in, in this group. Cause, cause like both my parents have been, you know, married my entire life. Like they've been married a thousand years, you know, kind of that classic happy family image, I guess. Yeah. But like at the same time, like that's easy to see from like outside somebody's family, like every family is weird. You know, like once you know like the intricacies of their family, you're like, yeah. oh wow, didn't know you guys were that weird. But anyways, so so like I'm like the image of traditional family, but really nobody's a traditional family. Right. You know, but, we, should, we should ask the question of Mimi about how she ended up in a non-traditional family. What, yeah, what yeah. You, you both have had <clears throat> very different experiences from yeah. each other mm -hmm. and from me. So, so it'll be really interesting to see who can relate to who when it comes to these family setups. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about yours, Mimi. Um, to keep it simple, my parents split up when I was six years old and my dad left the church a couple years before that. And so I grew up going to church with my mom and then I was with my dad every other weekend. So I was only going to church every other weekend. And it was always kind of funny because like on my mom's weekend, like Sunday was a very like Sabbath day, go to church. Then my dad's weekend, it was like more fun I guess because we didn't like we didn't go to church we could sleep in and then we'd get donuts and like didn't keep the Sabbath day I don't know it was it was just very very different um going back and forth like that and um I just remember growing up like when I started developing a testimony like when I started being like when I 
became a teenager, I really, really wanted more than anything for my dad to join the church. Uh, it was like my main mission in life, my biggest goal, because I'd go and I'd see all these families at church and we would sing families are together, together forever. forever. I'm like, well, how does it go? Yeah. So we would sing families are together forever. And I would say like, how does that, how's that going to work for me though? Because my parents aren't getting back together. They're divorced, but I'm sealed. I was sealed to both of them. My dad's not a member anymore. Like it was, it was always just very confusing um, and I would look at these other families and I would say, I want that. You know, it would be kind of sad because I would see all these families singing in church and all my friends' families. And my, one of my best friends' dad was the bishop. And I'd be like, I wonder what that would be like to have like a priesthood blessing before every school year. It's just not something that I grew up with. Um, so I worked really, really hard to try to get my dad to join the church. I gave him many Book of Mormons, many testimonies written down, and it never happened. And that's okay. That's something that I'm now like, learning to live with and it's not something I like every single night I'm like oh like crying myself to sleep about it it's like it's sad but it's not like ruining my life at all so but I feel like when I was younger it was really hard for me and I took it upon myself because I was the older sibling I was the one who could bring my dad back and it didn't happen but that doesn't mean I'm a failure and so I guess growing up, it just gave me a little bit of a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I'm grateful for everything I went through because obviously it's what's made me the person that I am now. Um, but I always did feel a little bit different. Like I never really felt like I fit in in my wards completely. Yeah. So you said you're the oldest sibling. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your siblings. So I have one younger sister. Okay, okay so that's a great, a great summary. Thank you for telling us about that. Of course. David, your turn. What's your story? <laughs> so my father died in a drowning accident when I was four years old, oh and I'm the oldest also, and I'm the only one who has memories of him, mm -hmm. because the other ones are obviously too young to have memories, and so it was a different thing. And so our biggest challenge, quite honestly, was poverty. So we were below the poverty line for for several years. In fact, I remember this. Now you got to calibrate this and look at it in terms of, you know, with inflation considered, but. Um, I remember one year I saw our tax returns and we made $11,000 in one year. That was the, the entire amount. So that was difficult. But then, um, but there were lots of people that, you know, helped in lots of ways. And I always went to fathers and sons and lots of people chipped in. And my mom did a really good job, you know, doing what she could to raise us, in fact. Uh, but I don't feel deprived at all in the sense that I was able to create a composite father figure. So it ended up being... Uh, one man occupied one third of it, another occupied a third, and then about five of them occupied the rest of the one third. Hmm. And so I was able to pick and choose from the qualities that they had and say, I want to emulate that, I want to emulate that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, yeah, there was probably something that could have gone better. In fact, it certainly would have gone better had my father not died. But um, my mother kept him alive too. I mean, we always talked about him. Uh, she kept him around in, in a in a very real way, and so we always felt like he is still our father. In fact, she didn't get married until I was remarried until I was 25, okay. and so it was all that time for her being single. And I think mm -hmm. part of it was her keeping him alive. Awesome! I love what you said about like the composite father figure. I totally relate, and I think that's something so amazing about the church is that there are always so many like adults who are willing to help and take other children in as their own, which I feel like being not a member of the church, that's, you don't really necessarily have that. There's like teachers at school, but it's not the same relationship. So I totally agree. Like, um, my bishop was the one who baptized me and I had so many bishops and, um, just like 
adult men in the ward who our home teachers would come give us mm-hmm. blessings. And so I'm so grateful to be a member of the church. And it's not like my dad wasn't a good role model for me. He's still a wonderful person. But I loved having those um, role models within the church too. So, yeah. so you mentioned that, you know, you're in sacrament meeting, you're singing, families can be together forever. How does that work mm-hmm. with my family? Mm-hmm. Did you share growing up similar concerns? You were in a different scenario. No, but. it was completely different because I believed, you know, when they, we, we would sing that song, Families Can Be Together Forever, it was usually envisioning my father who had died with my mother and something like that. Now I have no idea what the afterlife looks like, and it's one of the reasons that today when I sing that song, I'm like, well, what, whatever that means. What Considering means, your mom yeah. remarried. Well, not, not just that, but just I don't know what life is like in the afterlife. But at the time... I believe that it would be this family unit, and um, and so it was it was it was not a problem at all for me. More of a comfort, right? Because yes, you can think yes, about- yes, exactly. And going along with that, I was just re-listening to this talk this morning about uh, that President Oaks gave yeah. from our just this recent general conference, and he talks all about. I think the talk is called "Trust in the Lord" or "Faith in the Lord." Um, because there's so many questions that we'll have about the spirit world that we just simply will not know. Like there's only a limited amount of information that we have in this life. So I used to sit there and wonder, I remember one year at girls camp, (laughs) I literally like, I just cried the whole time because I don't know why it was like, I was, it was like one of my first years at girls camp and everyone was just talking about their families. And I was just like, I'm not going to be with my dad in the next life. And it was like really devastating. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I did not think I would cry. Um, It was so devastating because everyone was talking about how they're so excited that their family will be together forever. And I knew I'd be with my mom and my sister, but my dad had left. And so I was just sat there and cried and all the leaders came and comforted me. But um, I've learned now that there's not really a whole lot of use worrying about that now because I know everything will work out and I know God is so just and he loves me and he's going to want me to still have a relationship with my dad in the next life. So it doesn't matter if like, if we're technically sealed or if he's a member, like I'm going to see my dad because he cares about us having a relationship. So anyway, it's, it's a happy ending when you think about it that way. Like there's really no use in sitting there and worrying about it and wondering what it's going to be like, but know that God loves you and he's going to make everything work out. And also, you know, it's not over till it's over. You can tell them over till it's over. Right? Like, yeah. There's still... There's time. There's time. There's time in this life. There's time in the millennium. So true. There's the spirit yes. world. Yes. There's a lot that can happen. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question in a second, but uh, from, from your perspective, drawing off of your experiences, what advice would you give people who may be in a similar experience or at a younger stage, a younger you? A younger me. Well, it was kind of, you know, the advice I give now is to parents. In fact, we I, I work with situations like this quite frequently because mm-hmm. when they find out, when they hear they'll be having trouble with a child and I'll say, you know, I grew up in a single parent home and they're kind of surprised. And, and so they say, well, you know, what can I do? And, uh, and so I, I will give, you know, advice and I'll say, you got to stick to the basics. You got to stick to your family scripture study, your family mm-hmm. prayer. You had your home evening, and I know how difficult that can be, especially because I was difficult, and my siblings were difficult, mm-hmm. and we resisted, but my mother kept plugging away at it and bringing in resources. In fact, I'll tell you one little story that's kind of fun. When I was 11, I think, I had a friend named Marty who was a bad, bad boy. In fact, almost <laughs> every bad word I ever learned in my life, I learned from Marty. <laughs> so one summer, I'm hanging out with Marty the whole time, and I came home, and I guess I might have let a few words fly in my house. And so my mom, not knowing what to do, 
she called the bishop and there was a guy in the ward that was that funded me to go to BYU basketball camp to get away from separate myself from Marty for a week and that's all it took. <laughs> I was not with Marty for a full week and then after that I wasn't interested in it. Yeah. But it was one of those things where she kind of like, okay, what do I do? This kid's headed, you know, headed for a disaster here with this kid named Marty. Like, I wonder what Marty's doing right now. I, I, I actually, do you I, know? I know. I remember his last name. I could look him up you and see. He's <laughs> just totally offended watching. Yeah, he's gonna be watching. Marty, I am sorry. We had a great time together, but you know, it all thing, all good things come to an end. <laughs> so, so that was one of those things where you know you kind of bring the Ward family together, and she she did that on occasion where she she'd. Uh, Call the bishop or call someone and say, "This is not going well for me. Here's here's what's tough." And then they kind of everybody gets on board and tries to help out. So the church is really helpful, just like it was for you. So you said you said stick to the basics. Yeah. A lot of people think that's a cop out, especially in the church, because that's what they hear a lot. Is it a cop out? If it's not, why? 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 Why are the basics so important? Absolutely not. In fact, I remember laying down on my living room floor as my mom would read the Book of Mormon to me. Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Doesn't sound too bad. I'll try and stay awake. And it was, and it was, I was absorbed in it. It was just one of these things where we, especially when we got to where Coriantumer cuts off the head of Shiz and he raises up on his hands. Oh, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I heard that and I'm so into it. And I'm probably 10 years old or something like that. And so she would read with me together, and then and then and then I would the spirit of the Book of Mormon would come through, and I didn't recognize it as that at the time, but I thought I am really drawn to this book, and I'm feeling like this is a true book. <laughs> Getting that kind of an anchor and a grounding in my life has never changed. That is still the anchor in my life, and she's the one that provided that possibility by sticking to the basics. And then there's going to church and things like this. It really is effective, and I could not give stronger advice than sticking with that. So parents, if you've got sons and you're trying to read the Book of Mormon every day, maybe start with the war chapters. <laughs> just, just think about it. If you need a spark a little I mean, cutting off heads is really cool, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When you're 10 years old, right? Yeah. I grew up so different just with girls. This is so funny. <laughs> it won't take bad. long. Just get to first Nephi 3 or 4. You yeah, might run into yeah. something, you yeah. know? Uh, Mimi, your situation yes. was completely different than David's yeah. situation. What advice would you give to your younger self yeah. who may be watching? The first thing that I want people in my situation to know um, is that you are going to be okay. There's such a thing as, um, oh shoot, what do they call it? I can't remember what it is. But basically, um, just because you came from a non-traditional family, you are not any less than any other member of the church. You're not any less than any other child of God. It's not too late for you. Um, when I was growing up, uh, my dad was also like an alcoholic and there was a lot of stuff going on. It was really was not a good relationship between my parents. I thought, and then my grandparents also same situation with substance abuse. And I thought that I was just going to keep following along and I was doomed into that fate, but it's never too late for you. I would have never guessed that I'd be where I am now married to an eternal companion in the temple totally like best guy priesthood holder and I just would have never guessed I would have never imagined that I would be able to break free of that not that like I said I didn't have like a terrible childhood but I just thought that I was doomed to follow in their same footsteps but if you come from a non-traditional family it's never too late for you if you're a convert it's not too late like you can start fresh with your own family and I think that's one of the most beautiful things um and then the other thing is that 
if you're in a situation where like maybe some members of your family are not members of the church, you cannot take their, um, you cannot put their like, how do I say this? You can't take responsibility personally for converting them. Because when you think about it, even as a missionary, you are not the person doing the converting. It's through the Spirit and through Jesus Christ. And that person has to make that personal decision for themselves to change and to learn about the church. They need to be willing. So I know growing up, I took my dad being a member of the church completely on my shoulders. And it was a huge stress in my life that really, I'm not even the person that is like making that call. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm explaining this well enough, but um, don't take responsibility for other people's like faith on your shoulders. Just worry about you. And the best thing that you can do is to be a positive, good example to them. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, Okay. That's great. You know, I think of the prophet Jacob when he said, and I'm shaking my garments before you. It's like, I'm doing everything I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Now it's up to you. You can kind of turn it over to them and to God because you've done your part and you could feel good about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, and if you guys ever need to talk, my DMs are always open. So if you need to talk about any kind of thing with this, like I might be able to relate to you if it's like the same situation. I don't know. You can always feel free to message me on Instagram if you want to talk more because I'd be happy to talk to you guys. And if you are in a more quote unquote traditional family like me, I guess the what I've learned is don't take that for granted. Like that's something really special. And, uh, and as you get older, try and become those composite figures. Try and get those qualities yeah. that other people are going to be looking for um, from their non-traditional perspectives. And, you know, David, if I had to choose between some of the families, traditional families that I knew growing up and my situation, I would choose my situation. If there were a really cruddy marriage or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you learn the social, the communication styles and everything that they do. You you pick that up. Mm -hmm. And I didn't pick it up because I didn't have it. And so sometimes an absence of that kind of dysfunction is better than yeah. having a traditional family. Sometimes traditional does not always equate to functional. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Good perspective. Subscribe to the channel. Leave us a comment. Whoa. If you've got questions for these guys, leave them in the comments. Just dove right into that. Yeah. Outro. Well, I'm ready. He's ready to get out I'm of here. I'm ready. You killed it, man. We're in a good place. <laughs> right here. We're going to end it. And... Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.